May the grace, mercy, and peace of God our Heavenly Father be with each of us here this afternoon and, and every day that He gives us. Amen. Continue here in the in the book of Acts. Just a little couple chapters before where Claire read this morning. Acts chapter ten. Talking about Cornelius and his conversion, you might say. So read the whole chapter. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man, one that feared God with all his house, and gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa, call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. When the angel which spake to Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants, and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh to the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Now while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate, and called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, were lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius, and said, Behold, I am he whom ye seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, and one that feareth God, and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by a holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear words of thee. Then called he them in and lodged them. And on the morrow Peter went away with them and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. And the morrow after they entered into Caesarea and Cornelius waited for them and had called together his kinsmen and near friends. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. And he said unto them, Ye know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or to come into one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore came I unto you without gainsaying, as soon as I was sent for. I asked, therefore, for what intent have ye sent for me? 
And Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing, and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon a tanner by the seaside, who, when he cometh, shall speak unto thee. Immediately, therefore, I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now, therefore, are we all here present before God, to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, He is Lord of all. That word, I say, ye know, which was published throughout all Judea, and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Amen. This story of Cornelius, I think, is especially applicable to all of us because I don't think any of us here have Jewish ancestry. And... In the Old Testament, the Jews were the chosen people of God, and when Jesus came, it was first to the Jews that Jesus himself preached, and also the apostles after him. Once Jesus rose to heaven, the apostles continued preaching Jesus to the Jews, but it it would... Up until this point, it would look like maybe the the rest of the world had been had been uh, forgotten or neglected. But here we see that God also gave Jesus for the whole world, every person, whether they're in uh, those days it says whether you're a Jew or a Greek or or uh, whatever background. And there is examples. I know my my grandpa Curdy had mentioned that that uh, Jonah was sent to the Ninevites, who were not Jews, and that a great city of about 120,000 people of Nineveh uh, repented and and uh, came to to be saved. Or at that point, they I don't know if every person in the city was saved, but but. Uh, and there are probably some other individual examples, but but as a rule, before this time, salvation was for the Jews. <clears throat> but this is this is where the beginning of of the Gentile Gentile Church, you might say, where where everyone was was welcome, whether they were Jews or 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 of any other nationality. 
And this is something that I think even today we we might uh, struggle with. Uh, with a lot of our background is is uh, at least partly European, and uh, and I think it could be our 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 predisposition that that maybe faith is only for Finns or 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 something, although we may not say it in those words. But uh, but sometimes God, in fact, many times in the Bible, God gave grace to the people who, to everyone around them, would have would have thought was the last people that that would have would have or should have been saved, and uh, and. Uh, and that's how God is gracious, and and we can't judge by the outward appearances who who will believe and who will be saved. The other side of the coin is this Cornelius. I've heard people say that he was saved all along, and I think that's also an error. It says that he was a devout man. He <clears throat> he had some knowledge of God. It says he feared God, he gave alms and prayed to God, but apparently he was still seeking a savior. In uh, the 11th chapter, which is the next chapter, it, uh, it clarifies that uh, when <clears throat> Peter was recounting the, the whole uh, event in the, in the 11, 11 verse 14, it says that Peter would tell Cornelius words whereby he and his house would be saved. And uh, they needed they needed Peter to come and uh, tell them words whereby they would be saved. They 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 were good people that were that were upright in their in their natural walk. This Cornelius and apparently some of his friends. Sounds like uh, quite a few people were at his house, and they they were upright, upstanding people, but they they still needed to be saved, and they needed a Christian to come and to to tell them this way more perfectly to salvation. And that's the way God laid it out that that through. As the Bible says, the foolishness of preaching this gospel would be spread from one person to the next, and that that salvation would come through that through that means that that it isn't enough to be a good person and to just pray to God, but that we need to hear from other believers this uh, this message of Jesus and what Jesus has done. We know that there's many people who pray to God or a God, uh, a solitary God, and I don't believe that they're going to find salvation just in that, as as Cornelius didn't find it in praying to God. But God did hear his prayers, and and God sent Peter to 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 bear that testimony to him. We can also see how how God so often <clears throat> lines up things that that uh, we couldn't even begin to organize on our own. How He had sent an angel to Cornelius, and and also this just the right time He had He had also given Peter this vision, and and the the two. Two parties uh, converged. Just Peter was prepared, um, just just right at the right time. So these these men from Cornelius showed up at his gate, and Peter knew who they were, and why, and uh, and uh, invited them in, and and he he had been prepared in every way for this. If this had happened, if those men had shown up there a few days earlier, there's a good chance that Peter may not have even opened the door to them. That, that as a devout Jew, he might have 
he might have dismissed these these Gentile people that that uh, that he wouldn't have anything to do with them. But God had worked, sent him this this uh, vision. We don't know what kind of what all kind of animals were in this this sheet that he saw, but they were they were animals that that Peter had been taught for his whole life that you're not supposed to have anything to do with them, let alone eat them. Probably some pigs and maybe maybe uh, uh, cats or or some kind of birds of prey. Uh, scavengers like a raven or something in this uh, it says that there are the creeping things wild beasts and fowls of the air things that that uh, probably none of us would would even eat even though we're not Jews but for a devout Jew like Peter he would have had nothing to do with these <clears throat> and of course the parallel here was preparing Peter for for uh, welcoming these Gentiles who, just like these these unclean animals, a, a devout Jew at that time would have had nothing to do with a Gentile person. Just like there's some devout people even nowadays who will have nothing to do with with the common and unclean, the people who who might be of a different race. They're bigoted towards uh, whether they're black people or or uh, some race like that. Some people, um, many people, even even today, I, I meet people with my work that are have some bigotry one way or another. That that they they'll they'll say all kinds of slurs against people of different nationalities. And religious people are not necessarily above that either. But by God's grace, everyone, whether they're whatever background, whether they're an alcoholic or a, or a, or a street person or a, or a, or some nationality that's generally despised, they're all. of that group that is who Jesus came to send salvation to. And uh, that was the word that was given in the, in the parable that a lot of times the, the self-righteous in Jesus' day, the, the main ones were the Pharisees. They were the self-righteous who, who were very upright and they thought they had it all figured out. Those people were rejected for the kingdom of God. And uh, the parable that was given was that the master of the feast would say, said to the servants going into the highways and the byways, bid any that will come, just go to the street, anybody that you can find, tell them to come to the feast. Anybody that will come, if they believe, they're welcome. And that's how it is. And the salvation of God through through Jesus for each one of us that uh, God has called each one of us regardless of how fit or unfit we we were that if we believe that calling and believe that Jesus has covered our sin, then we also can have that salvation, that we are welcome at that feast. And then beyond that, once we've, once we've believed, then we also become one of those servants, and it's our, it becomes our, our job to, to tell others that as, as Christ has forgiven me, so he can also forgive each one of you here and 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 even everyone whether they're like I say whether it's uh, somebody living under the underpass in Red Deer or, or if it's uh, anybody 
whether it's on Facebook or or however we run into them, that that salvation that is available for them, if they will just believe, they can hear the hear that message and believe it. <clears throat> and this is what God was trying to trying to get through to Peter, because Peter was a Jew. He had he had spent his whole life being a Jew. Who were they knew they were the chosen people of God. And uh, even if he was a poor fisherman, which he was, he he, uh, he had that heritage of of being one of the God's chosen people. But he had to be humbled from that to realize that that God didn't just call the good people and the chosen people and the lucky people. And that's I think I think that's the place where, in a lot of ways, each of us here is that that we've 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 grown up being being uh, very blessed in so many ways especially in uh, being around the hearing of God's word and i think it it's easy for for those of us who have have heard about Jesus our whole lives it's easy for us to to be complacent and to just take it for granted that that's just the way it is but i think it's it's good to to remember that that uh that salvation is is certainly not just for those who have heard about jesus their whole life but but there, there's still people out there who haven't heard about jesus and some of them may be seeking they may not even know that they need a savior, but they need somebody to tell them. And we can also trust that it's not our, it certainly is not our battle, and that as in this instance, God did line things up. God God worked on both ends. God had lined up both Cornelius and Peter, that their paths were to cross. And... Uh, and so I, I won't say that it, that it, as Christians that we have to that it, it, it's entirely up to us that God God has to do it in His time and in His way. But we are called to be obedient, and and uh, the Bible tells us to speak the preach the word in season and out of season to people who whether whether they're high and mighty. We might think that they wouldn't be interested, or whether they're, like I say, some beggar on the street. We might think that they're, that they wouldn't, they wouldn't be worthy or have a need. But, but that's not for us to judge. But our our job is just that, to pre to tell to tell people any way we can. So Peter says, while he thought, in the 19th verse here, he says, while Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men seek thee, arise therefore, get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent from Cornelius and said, Behold, I am he whom you seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? I think sometimes we do have to step out on faith. God will give us what we need. But here, Peter didn't totally know what the whole plan was. But he was—he had been prepared enough to be obedient, whatever it was. And he asked these men why they were come. They said, Cornelius, a centurion, a just man, one that feareth God and of good report among the nation of Jews... <coughs> was warned of God from God by a holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear words of these words of thee. This Cornelius, he was also, of course, it says that he was a centurion, that that meant that he was he was a leader among the Roman soldiers and and of course the Roman soldiers were were hated by almost almost universally in uh, in it, in uh, much of the Roman Empire. They were occupiers, and 
and uh, they, the Romans ruled by force, by the edge of the sword, literally. They, they, uh, they conquered the world and they, they kept these armed men. And Cornelius was a leader of armed men. And, uh, this is another reason that he would have been, he would have been hated by, by the, like I say, by just about everybody, not just the Jews, but just about everybody. But somehow this Cornelius, he did have, he did have a reputation here. It says even, even among the Jews, he was, he was reported to be a, a good, he was of good report among the Jews in the 22nd verse. And he was a just man. And, and that's, uh, we see that even, even in the world around us, there can be good upright people, even, even in the, in the most corrupt situation, sometimes there will be a just person. I've been uh, studying a little bit about communism and and uh, some of the uh, things to do with that lately, and and uh, and even among the the very oppressive communist uh, occupiers in Eastern Europe, there was there was a few Christians who were even fairly high up the ranks, and a lot of times they had to be Christians secretly, or they would have been thrown straight in prison or shot. But they they did what they could, and they they did trust in Jesus, and they they helped who they could in what ways they were able, and and they and they uh, they worshipped God at home among the and they had fellowship among the other believers, and. Uh, we see that Cornelius was probably a little bit like that, although yet at this point he wasn't he wasn't yet a, exactly a Christian. He didn't know about Jesus, and he didn't trust in Jesus. But but he he had heard about this God of the Jews somehow. He prayed to him, and and God had answered his prayers. <clears throat> we see that these three men they. Peter invited them in and they stayed the night. See that there was uh, some fellowship there that is something that <clears throat> that uh, I think I've mentioned before. If there's a, a spirit, a right spirit among people, it'll be recognized and and none of us I think will invite enemies usually into our home somebody that's going to do us harm Peter found this kinship with these men who had came and, and God of course had prepared him I've experienced that a little bit in my travels I think I've mentioned before maybe but one time I pickup broke down. I was in Santa Cruz, California, and my truck broke down there on the freeway. Well, I was able to get off the freeway into a residential neighborhood and stopped, and I was looking underneath my truck trying to figure out what the problem was, and and I think God had lined it all up, but just like this a little bit, that I don't think it was any accident that I just happened to to come to a stop at that exact spot <clears throat> and uh, I was looking under my truck and this guy walked across the road he was just lived right across the street from where I was at and, and we got talking and he was a Christian and and he said pull your truck into my driveway and and uh, you can work on it there and I needed some parts and he ran me down to the auto parts store and and we had a had a good bit of visit there, a little bit of fellowship, and he helped me out physically. And he invited me into his house. He said, 
you can stay for supper and we got a spare bed if you want to stay the night with us, my wife and I. Well, I figured I needed to make a few more miles that night, so I didn't stay, but that was, that's, I guess, just a small example of the bond of, of faith when there's faith in Jesus Christ that we both shared, even though I was a long ways from home. That uh, that it's like like we have family wherever we go, literally. And the fellow I used to work with there, I worked a lot with Ron McBrien there at Buffalo for about four years. I worked most of the time with him, and he, at least once, maybe a few times, he 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 told me he was just amazed that he said everywhere we go, you it's like you got family and friends. Everywhere, everywhere we go, we were together in Ontario and California and Northwest Territories and Alberta, and, and uh, he said, he said, you doesn't matter where we go, you're, you go to church somewhere and people invite you for lunch, and and uh, he said, he said, everywhere I go, I just go to sit in the bar and I don't even have any friends there. And and he he just marveled that that you know he even told me that that you know I he he like he wished that he had what I had and and I told him I, you know can believe in Jesus too but he wasn't able to I guess but but it is a blessing that we have as Christians that not only that. That there can be that fellowship, but but that God can line us up and hook us up so precisely as He did with uh, Cornelius and and Peter. He told Cornelius was a powerful man. He had servants and he had soldiers that were at his beck and call. And but some of these, no doubt, were were more than just servants. They. They were probably close friends, and uh, and they were maybe also seeking a savior. That he sent, he sent these men. He trusted them implicitly, and he sent them to Simon. This was this was a, a critically important thing to him. That uh, that he would, he, once God had told him about this this Peter, this Simon Peter. It was critically important for for Cornelius that he talked to this man. More important than, even than life itself, no doubt, because if we tr- trust in Jesus, it's 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 more than this life. It's it's uh, hope beyond this life. And the, but this is how precisely God. God can can line up our lives, and like I say, that even in California, that I would stop just exactly across the street from this guy's driveway that I was he was supposed to let me use his jacks and everything to jack my truck up, and and uh, I, I I don't believe that's any accident, and I. There's been many, many instances in my life where those sorts of things have happened, but we were just, not my life, but the other day we were just, uh, our family watched a movie called, uh, I think it's called uh, Tortured for Christ, about uh, Richard Wormbrand. Sorry, no. This 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 instance was actually uh, we did watch that movie too, but but uh, about uh, what is his name? The um, Open Doors fella. Anyways, he was preaching in in uh, communist bloc in the 
in the 1950s. And he had the name of the man, Christian, he was supposed to meet in the city and the street that he lived on, but there was no maps available in the communist country. And so this hotel that he had just happened to stay at, he they had a they had a little bit of a map under their front counter that was really basic. Had just some of the main thoroughfares on the on this map. But somebody had hand drawn this little one little side street that was only a few blocks away, and they'd written the name on it, and that was the the one street that he needed to know. But he still didn't know exactly where this guy lived. So, so he walked a few blocks over there. And he had sent a letter several months before to this fellow. Telling him he was coming, but in those days, of course, you couldn't tell them that you're a Christian and you're coming as a missionary. Or they would destroy the letter and they'd probably throw you in jail when you got there. So he, so he was to meet this man on this street. Well, he, he walked down the street and he said, well, he had the house number. And he said, this other fellow, they sound like they both happened to walk up to the sidewalk at the same time and they both walked up to the house side by side and, and the other fellow unlocked the door and they both walked in and, and, then they introduced each other, but he said that they had already, their spirits had already known that this was the man he was supposed to meet. That they, <clears throat> God can do that, and he does do that when it's necessary. And, and these are natural things, but I think they, God does, uses them for his purposes. He uses these things to strengthen us, and he uses them to to uh, to do his work, whatever it may be, and in this case, his work was to pre- to, to to spread the gospel. We see that Peter went with these men to 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 visit Cornelius at his house. The great thing about the Bible is throughout it, we see the humanity of all these people. We, a lot of other books, we see the, are written about people who are not really human. They're, but we see Cornelius, Peter <coughs> says it in the 25th, as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. This Cornelius, he, this was such a momentous occasion for him. He thought that that this Peter was the great man who was going to to tell him these things that were going to change his life. That he should fall down and worship this man. Peter immediately took him up and said, "Stand up! I myself am also also am a man. I'm I'm no different than you. I'm I'm a human." <coughs> Don't worship me. And I think that's for all of us. As humans, we're so quick to go to one extreme or the other. We'll either, we'll either worship somebody as a god or we'll vilify them as, as, as if they're the devil himself. But the reality is we're all humans. We shouldn't be worshiping each other and we shouldn't be so critical and and uh, and uh, despising each other either. Peter goes on to to explain to him. He says that you know how it's unlawful thing for a man who is a Jew to keep company or to come to one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore came I unto you without gainsaying as soon as I was sent for. I ask therefore for what intent you have sent for me. Peter still didn't know what exactly he was supposed to be doing here or saying. 
Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. Immediately I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now therefore we are all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. See that Peter, or this Cornelius, he had, he had prepared everybody, probably everybody that he could find. He had, he told them, come to my house where this man is going to come there. He's going to, he's going to tell us. I don't think Cornelius knew exactly what what was going to be preached there, but God had sent this angel who had had told him that Peter is going to come and he's going to he's going to tell you things that you need to hear. And Cornelius believed that, and he had prepared his house. He had invited all the people, all of his family, and and friends, and and he wanted everybody to hear what Peter had to say. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent into the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word, I say, ye know, No doubt, Cornelius had heard of Jesus, but at this point Jesus wasn't yet his Savior. It was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. So he tells a little bit more about Jesus. These people had probably heard of Jesus. We know that Jesus was much spoken against. There were the Jews and and many people were were violently opposed to Jesus. Even the uh, a lot of the non-Jews were were against Jesus. They, uh, but uh, Peter was called to tell about the true Jesus, what he did, what he said, how Jesus was killed, hanged on a tree. God raised him from the dead and showed him openly. It's interesting, the 41st, that he says, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God. And other people have mentioned that that after Jesus rose from the dead, he, d- he didn't show himself to everybody anymore. He only showed himself to those who would believe. But there was, an, uh, there was plenty of witnesses, those who did believe and follow Jesus, who saw, who saw Jesus until he rose to heaven. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which is ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead and to get, and to give to him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. These last few verses here is the essence of the gospel the essence of the whole story of Jesus Christ 
how he came to this earth, how he was he was sent by God. He was anointed with the Holy Ghost, with power. How he died for us and was raised by God from the dead. And that Jesus is the one who says is going to be the judge of quick and dead when this life is over. To him give all the prophets witness through his name. Whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. That's the only way there's going to be remission of sins. We've all committed sins in this life. We commit sins every day, each of us. In order to have any hope of eternal life, we need to believe in Jesus. We need to believe that Jesus' death on the cross paid for those sins, blotted them out, and that through faith in Jesus, he is willing and able to give us eternal life. As it's been said, it's really simple. If you believe it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. While Peter yet spake these things, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. We see that all them that heard the word, when they believed, they heard the word. And at that instant, they were saved. They received the Holy Ghost. There were some there who were of the circumcision. They were Jews. Which and they were astonished as many as came with Peter. It was like some of them had come with Peter. Peter, Peter must have brought some other people along with him when they went to Cornelius' house. They were astonished because on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. They heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. This is a manifestation of the Holy Ghost is that people, it says they will speak with new tongues. There's a lot of discussion about that. And there's different ways to look at it and maybe more than one of them is right and some some are not right. I think we will speak with new tongues. I think... Uh, I know I've seen it myself. I think God has called us not to not to use the same vanity and cursing and everything that the world uses. And by the grace of God, I think God can can help us to that our speech would be clean, that it would be a you know even the things that we say that are not. Strictly speaking of God, I think it, it does speak. It does speak of God. The things that we say and the things that we don't say. Just on Friday, I was, it was quite noticeable. This one customer, customer I delivered wood to there. They uh, they were bikers, a couple there, and and pretty rough around the edges. And and it's interesting how some of those people. I think without me even saying anything, I wouldn't think I said anything, but but I noticed that in very short order, they, the lady especially had totally changed the way she talked. And she, a couple of swear words slipped out and she immediately apologized for that. And, and it wasn't that I was acting or saying anything about Jesus or anything particularly, but but uh, but people notice uh, they notice the things you say and the things you don't say. All of us and and we pray that that it, that it would even if we don't specifically mention the name of Jesus, that our life, everything we do, would be would be a manifestation of of truth and 
and uh, even in business that that I'm really thankful right now. My boss is is a Christian also, and and uh, sometimes it's not always the easiest thing in the world to to try to to be upright and and sometimes you gotta eat your words and sometimes it costs you some money to do the thing that's right but I think uh, people do notice and uh, we do we do pray that that if there's some who are seeking a savior that they would that they would ask more that they you know even if we don't specifically in so many words preach the gospel to to every one of our customers or whatever or whatever our situation may be Claire's a teacher and you know each of us has our circle of whether it be customers or co-workers or or uh, whatever it may be we pray that 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 uh, that people people around us would see Christ in our life and that that if there's some who would would have a a need that they would that they would ask and then uh, it says that we should be ready to give answer to any that would ask of the hope that lies within us and and that's what Peter that's what Peter was God had to do a little extra preparation before he was ready to talk to to uh, Cornelius in this case and I believe that in that way also God will prepare each of us for whatever whatever circumstances we're going to be faced with God will give us what we need it might not be exactly what we think we need or or what we want but he'll give us what we need he'll give us the strength we need he'll give us humility if it's necessary he'll give us courage if it's necessary if we if we pray that God would give us that and and that that uh, if our prayer is that the that that Jesus would be would be seen in our life and that that our our life would be a testimony to him then then that, I believe that prayer will be answered and that if there are any who are seeking that that God certainly won't neglect them God 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 will somehow hook them up with with a believer who will be able to tell them about Jesus They heard, they heard them speak with tongues. I was talking about these these uh, these other Jewish believers. They they heard these Gentiles speak with with new tongues. They magnif- and magnifying God. Then answered Peter, "Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we?" And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. This is uh, this is the way it works, I guess, with with people who are coming into faith. It's not enough to just, I think, hear once that. The basics. Once, once, once people have heard the basics and believed, and that's what happened here. They, they needed to. They needed, and they wanted to hear more. They asked Peter and them that, you know, would you stay with us a few days, talk with us, tell us more, tell us more of the details, and the. And even, of course, in a few days, nobody's going to learn everything. They would have continued having fellowship, no doubt, and been in communication with the other believers from there on forward and uh, 
I pray that 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 would, knowing that that this this uh, scenario it will it will continue as long as the world stands that that there will be some who will still be seeking. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they are. We don't know of what nationality or or uh, or uh, at all who these people might be who will believe. It could be Muslims. It could be uh, who knows where. In some ways, uh, some of the some of the. Europeans and and uh, North Americans are 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 as much in in need of revival as as any as any heathens have ever been. But we pray that that God, pray, trusting that God will bring the gospel to whoever needs it, just as just as He brought uh, Peter to Cornelius, and that. I think it's it's been said, and it's probably true that that uh, once the last person has believed, has has received Jesus, the last person who has had a need for a savior, once they've heard about Jesus, that they're that this world, as we know it, this physical earth, there probably won't be any more any more need for it to stand. But I pray that each one of us here would be be willing to be obedient. That if God has called us, if He does call us, and I believe He do, He will call us in some way, that we would be willing and obedient to do whatever it is that He has called us, that the gospel would be preached and that souls would be saved. To that end, may may God bless the reading of His Word. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make His face to shine upon us. And give us everlasting peace in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.
Oh, oh.